When I reflected on my last week, a week jam-packed with coaching my high-level students, creating new trainings, recording podcasts, and working with my graphic designer on a top-secret new project, I realized my favorite thing I did all week involved a two-hour session mentoring one of my college student interns, and it got me thinking about most photographers not even realizing how much this activity can help their business. Today, I'm going to talk about why doing this lights me up, why it gives me so much purpose, and I'm hoping it helps you see if this activity can help your photography business. I'll share with you four unexpected benefits of mentoring, how I find and attract impressive young people, even in a small city, what roles they play, and how to pay them so you can create these relationships too. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. I know you've heard me gush on my interns in the past. And if you're new here, just so you know, both of my companies, Sarah Petty Photography and Joy of Marketing, are run by women who came into my life from job shadow days. Literally, one day they came in to just job shadow for a college assignment, and really, (laughs) that was the start of something amazing. This summer, my companies have had two part-time college interns, as well as my 20 and 22-year-old daughters helping us out a bit. And it has just really lit me up in so many ways to have this young energy around. It's funny because when I started my career, I'd always said yes to the young people who wanted to come in for job shadow days at the companies I worked for. It's funny because I'm the youngest person there and they're giving me all of these letters that we received. And they're like, here's Sarah, you like to talk to people. And it's funny because I really wasn't that much older than them, but I I don't know why I did it back then because I feel like so many people helped me in my career. I just always wanted to give back. So that's really where this desire started. I never thought, oh, these people will someday run my companies and be business partners. I just thought, you know, it's good to see what's out there as far as talent. And you never know at those companies, we could have hired them, which we actually did sometimes as well. But what I noticed when they came in is their stories were all the same. They had gone and had maybe meetings with other people in our industry and they came in talking about, oh my gosh, they told me how hard it is in this industry. There's no work. It's so competitive. And I remember thinking, what? Like we have so much business. We love what we do. We just all felt the complete opposite. And I still feel that way with photography. I get it. We all have a ton of competition, but the reality is all businesses have a ton of competition. That's what makes it great. 
Think about when you played high school sports, if you did, you wanted a more competitive schedule. Why? Because it made you better. You didn't want to just play three super easy teams because it wasn't making you better. So I hope you think about competition as a good thing. I even had one girl who had met with a man from one of our competing ad agencies who told her like to change her career. And I just, I remember feeling super horrified and thinking, wow, this is this girl's dream and this is what she wants to do. And somebody's telling her not to pursue what she loves. Look, I believe that if you love what you do and you work hard to get really good at it, you will be able to make money and build a career doing what you love. And the amount of money depends on you, right? What training you get, what decisions that you make, but you can make really good money as a photographer and be able to put your family first. I just feel like that's my purpose in the world is to empower people to believe in themselves. And it's what I do in my coaching programs. It's what I do on social media. It's what I do in this podcast. It's what I do as a parent. And it's also what I love doing for younger people. And all of my interns have been female, although I did mentor a male student who was starting a photography business in this CEO program that I mentor for and have for like 10 or 11 years. And he was amazing. I actually took him and another student to New York City and we were on a national TV show. But I just love mentoring young people. And the thing is, for me, I know that I've been a photographer for 25 years now right? You think, oh, she's got it figured out. But the reality is, like with sports too, if you're like, ah, oh, we've already got it figured out. We're great. We're just going to get enough wins to have a 500 season. It's like you start going backwards. You start losing. And so if we ever get the attitude that we know everything in business, I think that's very dangerous. I know I have a lot to learn and I know that I can really grow from having young people around. I love their energy. And especially now with social media and this crop of humans, these young people, they've grown up with social media. So in some aspects, they have something that I don't have, right? I'm in my fifties learning how to do this and they are not even thinking twice about it because they've grown up with a phone or a device in their hands. So it's really ingrained in them and while sometimes I get annoyed at social media and how much work it takes to put really good content out there, I know if I would have grown up with it, I would love it so much. I always had a camera. I was always connecting people and empowering people and encouraging people and telling stories. Like that's what social media can do. So I just love being around these people. And the older I get, the more I value having these younger generations around me, especially being a high school senior photographer. I want to stay relevant because, you know, what was in style back when I was in high school either isn't still in style or it's coming back in style. Yes, the mullet, it's coming back, people. <laughs> I don't know what to say about it other than I'm not going to jump in on that trend. <laughs> Wide-legged jeans, I'm all on that, but the mullet, I just can't do it. But these young people are up to date on trends of social media for sure, but also other trends, right? The words they say or what words I'm saying that are so uncool. <laughs> I've been told that mostly by my my own children. My young interns are usually a little nicer when they try to deliver that information. But 
I, I can pay attention, right, to the words they're using, how they dress, what the the trends are that are coming in that they like and don't like. I remember having a conversation with them one day when pants were like coming in style that are short, like three or four inches above your shoe with wide at the bottom. <laughs> and I was like, I have so much PTSD from this because truly this is how pants fit me when I was in high school and I was six feet tall and nobody made talls. So I'm thinking these are actually in style. People are paying money for pants that are too short when Anytime I can get pants that like drag on the ground, I'm all about, I know they're too big and too long, but look how long they are. <laughs> so anyway, we talked about it, talked about it. And, you know, everybody had differing opinions as we watched them coming into to style. And now you see them everywhere. So it's just, it's really fun. And now that my own children are in their early 20s, I'm more familiar with this particular group of young people, which I think makes me value it even that much more because I'm just really enjoying this age. Look, we're in a creative field, right? We're in a creative field. So coming up with new ideas as photographers can be hard when we're working on marketing and selling and processes and workflow. Sometimes it's like, oh, now I have to go into a session and be creative and have energy. And so I think it's important for us to stay connected to colors, to music, to clothing, to styles, to trends, to hair color and tattoos and piercings and all the things that young people are into because that is our target audience. And even the new moms who are having children are much younger than me. And so I want to stay connected to them. So the cool thing is, that when you're hiring these young people, if you're pouring goodness into them as well, the value you're providing is so much more than just a paycheck. And for them, when they're in college and gosh, some even in high school, I've had one who's been with me since she was 15 years old and her mama had to bring her here. But the experience they're getting working in a creative business is worth far more than what they can learn by taking a class and being tested by regurgitating answers on a test. Or if they're looking strictly for more money and Walmart and some of these businesses are dangling more money at them, they're not growing as people. So if you work it right, it can be a benefit to both them and you, and you shouldn't have to be paying out the wazoo <laughs> for great talent. And I'll talk more about that in a moment. But I want to share really four unexpected benefits of having young people in your company. And you might want to write this in your journal because you may not be thinking right now that you want or need these people. Maybe you're just brand new and you're overwhelmed. You have a bunch of kids and you're thinking, this isn't my time, but I'm going to put it on my radar so that when I come across a, a talented young person, I can come back to my notes and figure out how can I add them into my business. So first, it's energy, right? They're going to keep you fresh with energy and trends. So music, clothing, words, social media, activities in your city, like where are they going? What are they doing? What's fun? That is really powerful. I also love talking to them about trends with social media. I remember when I took that group of students to New York City to be on that business program, which got us, oh my gosh, 
over a half a million dollars in free publicity, which was amazing. It was like a five minute spot that would have cost a half a million dollars for an advertiser to get that spot, which was amazing. But I remember asking them about Twitter because Twitter was brand new. Do you guys use Twitter? And I know it's now X, but back then it was like, what are high schoolers doing with Twitter? What do you like about it? And so even though I had my opinion on where it fit in, that stuff changes every day. And then Instagram and TikTok and who knows what's going to be tomorrow. And so those things come into high school and bam, they're so connected every day being bored in school that they, they, those trends just fly through the high school like wildfire. And so I like to know, what are you using now? How are you using it? They also have great apps. I remember we had a get together here for these young people and one of them was showing her friend all these Instagram plugins and you need this and you need this and you need this. And I remember saying, you know, what, what are you doing? She goes, well, my friend needs to have better Instagram posts. And we ended up hiring her. I said, oh my gosh, we need you here. And she became one of my interns who was with us for several years. She took her job off to college with us for a couple hours a week. And she did some writing for us and she did some social media things, which was fantastic. So that's number one, stay fresh with their energy and the trends. Number two benefit of having these young people around you is that I think it forces you to be your best self around them because they're watching. It's easy when you're a solopreneur to just throw on a sweatshirt and slap your hair up in a ponytail and just kind of grunge through the day. And, you know, people judge you on that. You go run errands and they see you and you always maybe look slovenly. And listen, I'm not judging you because I've been there. But what I know is that when we have these young people around and I say, hey, you know, we don't need you to dress fancy, but we don't have shorts or cutoffs. Um, and you can wear tennis shoes and jeans, but like we want you to look halfway professional because clients come in and we, we just don't want to look, you know, ratty. And so then I can't do that, (laughs) right? I can't come in looking ratty. And so it really just helps them sort of up their game and realizing that the world cares how they present themselves. But it also helps me stay accountable to my best self. And I think, what kind of person would I want my kids working for? How would I want them to treat my young adult? And so for me, I want to be my best self. I want to set high expectations for them, but I also want to be a soft place for them to land when they fall, right? And they're going to, they're going to mess up. And I really put them in the place of my kids of, okay, how would I want someone talking to my kids with kindness and, you know, finding common ground of, hey, we're all working together for this goal and we need to talk about this one thing and let's just all up our game. And so really they're always watching, right? They're always watching. They're listening too when you tell them things, but they're watching your behavior, how you interact with people, how you dress. So the second benefit of having them in the company is being your best self because they're watching. Number three, when you pour into them, it pours into you too. I promise this. There's a book I love called How Full Is Your Bucket? And they talk about... We all sort of have this invisible bucket hanging around our neck, right? Picture this rope with a bucket hanging in front of you. And every interaction you have with every single person every single day either fills their bucket or it takes from their bucket. And the interesting thing is when you're filling their bucket, you're also filling your bucket. And if you're a jerk and you're treating people poorly, you're taking from their bucket, but you're also taking from your bucket. 
And so when you pour into them, it pours into you too. I promise. I promise, promise, promise. So all of the coaching I do and all of the, the, the things we do with these young people help make me better. And it's funny because when I stop to explain something to them, I had this happen this summer. Um, one of them asked a question and I, I had to sit down and explain it in really simple terms because again, we've been doing certain things over and over and over again, the same way sometimes for years. And I love being questioned, like, why do you do this? Can you explain it to me? And I said, sure. As I started explaining it, I thought, oh, you know what? Why do we do that? <laughs> Maybe that could be made better. And that's part of our company culture is, um, it's, we call it confidence without ego. I want everyone on my team, even my interns to say, Hey, I think I have an idea for a better way. And we might say, you know what? There's a reason we don't do it that way, but thank you for bringing that idea to us. But having those young people ask why really helps us make our systems better. And then number four, this is also pouring into your bucket and their bucket is getting back into the community. And we took them to events because I wanted them to know what it was like to go to chamber after hours. All of these kids, I shouldn't call them kids. They're young adults now. All of them are over 18 and they are all business majors in some way, shape or form, whether it's marketing, advertising, data analytics, social media, and, and the creatives have more of the photography and videography side to them, but they're all going to be in business. So I want them as young people to know how important that networking and the ability to go places where you don't know anybody and it's not scary and you can build relationships and it's so important for every single one of them. And so I took them to several networking events this summer and you know what? It was amazing because it got me back in the community since the pandemic. I feel like I've done less of that than I've done in the 20, whatever, three or four years before that, when I was super active and, and out there. And of course my kids have now all gotten out of high school. So I'm less connected there. And so just getting back into the community stirred up so many connections and really made opportunities for me, right? So taking them to events created opportunities for me. I hired a painter for, this was a house project I needed, and they connected me with a handyman that I'd been trying to find somebody to do some big projects in my home. And the handyman we used for my studio, just he couldn't handle all of that work. And so it was fine. I can still use him, but I needed bigger projects. I needed a woodworker. And they connected me to that person. I found a sign shop to help me with an upcoming project. Um, I'd known them years ago when I was at the advertising agency, but I reconnected with the son who's now running the company and I'd worked with his dad and I didn't realize they were a sixth generation sign company. And they have this sort of sign museum of all these old signs over the years. And I want to have an event when we have our coaching students here, we always have a last night party. And so we want to have that last night party there in one of these upcoming years, not this year, but we will do that. And it's so cool. We're going to go there. We're going to check it out. And I made a connection with them and we have a project coming up that they're going to be able to help me with other than that with my students. It's one for my photography studio. So that is super cool. And I strengthened my relationship with the chamber. They have a lot of, of great opportunities that come up. They have me speak to this leadership class every year. I've done this for several years where they bring in these leaders from all over the community. 
and they are, are all working together on a nonprofit. So each of them are putting groups of like five to eight people and they pick a nonprofit and they work all year on that. But I'm getting all these people from all these different companies who are all over the city coming to my studio, hearing me speak about my business and what makes me different, all the things, all the things that I teach my students to do. And so I was able to connect with them, build that relationship and actually realized that when we moved into our building, we never hosted a chamber event. They do a business after hours every month. I think they changed the name and they do a, a good morning thing also where they have like donuts and coffee. And Joe being an architect, he works with a lot of the business people in town and it's good for him to also have people come into our new building that, I mean, it's not really that new. How many years have we been in? eight maybe, but it looks new and feels new. And to the community, there's a lot of curiosity because we're on the interstate that goes from St. Louis to Chicago. So people know that we're here and I think they want to kind of see what's in here. And so together we're going to host a chamber after hours in May and we're going to do it after our retreat when our students come here. So like everything will be clean and the landscaping is updated and we always do new things here. And so that'll be great to have two events back to back. But having those conversations, I realize that and that's going to help market all of our businesses, right? By getting people in. So number four is get back involved in the community and do it to help the young people, but do it for yourself too. And so again, you're going there and you're like, guys, this is how we just walk up to strangers and talk to them. And they go, oh, wow, that's so easy. And really the, the young people I have all grew up with parents with excellent skills in that way. So literally I could put them out there and say, go talk to 20 people. You have 20 minutes and they would all be able to do it, which is so fun. Now, I gave you four unexpected benefits of having them in your company. And I know you're probably asking, Sarah, but how do you find these cool young people and how do you get them to come work for you and how do you pay them? So here are some tips of how you can find and attract these people into your life. Okay, so first let's talk about how we find them. The first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna put your radar up for impressive young people. Okay, I'm always looking for them. I get involved with the community. I get involved with groups. One I told you I found at that CEO event. One was a manager on my daughter's volleyball team. She was a couple years younger than my daughter. And somehow I came across her Instagram and she was doing makeup, like crazy makeup, like the kind of makeup you would see in Hollywood. And it was over Halloween and she would paint her friends' faces and have like blood dripping down them. You know, like they're beautiful, but then there would be some weird thing like an eyeball popping out or a knife in their head or whatever. And I'm like, this girl's so good. And so I approached her one year and I said, hey, next year, could we do a project with you? And I want to get us publicity and different things. And you know, this young, little, adorable girl said, said, oh, I'd love that. And so the next September, I put on my calendar to reach out to her. And we did. And we we got all the news channels out here interviewing us, the sports radio. Um, they have an internet program online. And they came and interviewed all of us. And, you know, because she's on the volleyball team and what she's doing with these other volleyball players and our clients, it got us all publicity. And it was just fantastic. Um, so there's not just one type of student I can tell you to look for, but you can get involved, right? If you don't even have any kids of your own, you can go speak to the high school yearbook group, right? Everybody in the yearbook, you can go to a photography club, or you could talk to student council. You could talk to team captains or the PTO or the, the sports boosters or band boosters about fundraising at efforts, you can find leadership students in a lot of different ways. 
And um, the biggest thing is just getting involved, asking the students that you have. Maybe you have some high school senior students. Like, are your students in your school doing anything cool? Is there anybody who stands out? You know, it could be in any way, shape, or form. It could be a young girl who got her Eagle Scout for the first time now that they've let girls in. It could be a student who's leading an LGBT initiative in the school district or students against drunk drivers. It could be literally anything. Like I found a kid doing cool makeup and I approached her. Okay. So just keep your radar up. And if you say, whoa, that's cool, then that's a person who might be interested in working with you. And when I, when I asked that girl to do that with makeup, that was Sammy. I wasn't thinking, oh, I can hire her. I was just thinking, hey, this could be cool to make both of our businesses look cool, right? She could do makeup for one of our students. It could add on to a senior session and who knows where it could lead. Or it could just be a one-time super fun thing to do, which I love. And it turned into now multi-years that she's worked with us. In fact, she's edited every single podcast. Hi, Sammy. (laughs) And she's taken it off to college with her and she's been a big part of of growing her skills and being consistent in projects she does for us. And truly, I hope she's in my life forever. And we have this conversation a lot. And um, that'll make more sense when I talk about how we pay. So once you meet them, the second part is how to get them to work for you, right? Like how do you go from seeing this kid doing makeup on Instagram or starting a group at their school of some type of leadership? How do you go from that to getting them to work for you? So I approach them for a project or a job shadow day or, or some little thing First, I start with a conversation, of course, right? Like, what are they interested in? And if they're like, I want to be a marine biologist and I know it and I just love science, like they may not be a fit, but if I can find something that they're interested in that I could use help in and they're cool and hip and fun to be around, like maybe they need a part-time job. And so you might even say that like, I'm looking for someone who can kind of intern very part-time. Would you ever have interest in that? Why don't you come by for an hour and see what we do and we can talk about it. And you show them some things, see if they like it, and then maybe give them a project and say, hey, I'll pay you for the afternoon. And in that situation, I'd likely just pay minimum wage. I mean, that's literally where we start most people, pretty low or maybe a little bit over. But if they literally have no skills that they can bring to the table, you know, they have to see it as an investment in themselves as well. So that brings us sort of to how do we pay, right? There are some people who have a philosophy of, look, interns are getting paid with job experience and a resume builder and they're learning some skills. So we don't pay them. I was an intern once and I also know what it's like to be a young person and need money and have expenses and have costs and different things. And I also know that I expect my interns to produce. So I understand that at the beginning, there's going to be a bit of a learning curve and they're going to be a little slower at new skills and I'm going to have to spend more time teaching them, but I want them to get things done. And I also want to be able to say, hey, go do this job that's not very fun and clean out the closet or file these these client order forms or type these things into our database. And I feel like if it's an internship that's unpaid, it's it's less fair to ask them to do some what we might call grunt work. But hey, Some of my best internships were where I did that grunt work to get access to be in the room when the right conversations were happening and to watch how teams are built and businesses are run. And so 
I feel like I want to pay them and I want them to also get knowledge and experience and a resume builder. And now that I have a bigger company and I have a bunch of employees and more than just me will mentor these young people, I tell them like, I want them to get some of you, right? Pour into them, give them some time with you and explain things. Don't just use them as air quote, our grunt, right? And, and that's our culture. And even the other day, I noticed that my team, they were telling, a couple of people on my team were telling our, our newest intern, they were saying, hey, these projects we just worked on, here's how you're going to put it on your resume. And she was like, whoa, I can't even believe that. That's amazing. Right? And so we want to help these people. We know what it was like to get out of college and not have a lot of job experience and have to go out there and get a job. And so we're helping them put the experience that they're getting on their resume. And so when it comes to pay, that's sort of my philosophy. When they start out, again, it depends on if they're 15 or if they're 21 and how far along they are in college. But I start them out really low and I tell them, hey, as you get skills, we'll bump you up. Um, I've had some come to me and say, hey, friend, I can't live on this, <laughs> you know, and like Walmart's paying all this more. And sometimes I'm like, hey, this is what it pays. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? You have been actually, it, it sort of brought me to let's evaluate this and sort of let's, we can jump you up. Or I can say, hey, when you get this skill and this skill, we'll jump you up. So it's motivating for everybody. And again, that's another core value of ours is open communication. I value those conversations and I don't have to say yes to them. And a lot of times what I, I think is good to do, especially if that makes you really nervous, is you say, hey, I appreciate you coming to Let me think on it and I'll get back to you. And that's great because then you can go look at, hey, what's this person been doing? How have they contributed? Or how can they be more valuable to the company? Because I think all of them, when you go back and say, hey, I can pay you more, but this is what I need from you. They'll be like, hey, I'll learn that new skill or I can do that. And so it's it's great for everyone. And, you know, as they grow, I tell them, hey, look, as you're getting worth more in life, you know, I want you to stick around here because now you're seeing the benefits, right? We've taken them to conferences and we have trainings for them and we do a lot of things that are intangible, right? They're not just paycheck. And I know that the ones that have stuck around see the value in that, right? As they go out into their careers. And of course, when they graduate college and they are worth a lot more, if there's an opportunity for us to hire them, that's what we will be paying them. Or like we wish them well, like we've had some leave. We had the one that was with us like three or four years and we're like, come on, you don't need to go to graduate school. <laughs> but she, it was what was best for her and we wish her well and she comes back to see us and that's amazing, right? My dad, um, a really cute story that about my dad that just happened and I think this was ingrained in me from a young age. My husband and I were at a baseball game this summer and just visiting with the man next to us and realized that he had interviewed with my dad like 30 years ago because my dad taught automotives and he also had an automotive repair shop. And so he would hire the best students to be his mechanics, which was amazing, right? And he approached this guy and he was interviewing for him and this guy had told my dad, I want to work on Fords. And my dad said, oh, if you want to work on Fords, he, he got him in the car, drove him across town, interviewed him with the sales manager or introduced him, I should say, to the sales manager at the Ford dealership. And he said, hey, 
I think you should send this guy off to Ford training and then you should hire him. He's a really good student and he's still there. My And, and he said, I looked up to your dad so much because he could have been selfish and just hired me, but he knew I wanted to work on Fords. And so he said, I'll never forget that. And this was literally a month ago. And I was like, oh, dad, I'm so stoked that I keep getting these lessons that you taught me reinforced through other people. It was just a really cool moment. Got a little teary there. And I was like, oh, what a great, great, entrepreneur he was and just leader. And so I feel this way with anyone on my team and we've lost some really good people for different reasons. And it's like, Hey, I'm cheering for you for that next opportunity that you have. And it's okay. Right. Because I believe that there's a next step for us as well. So we're meant to grow as a business too. And as we've grown this business, Aaron, who runs joy marketing with me and I had to sit down and say, Hey, We realize that for us to get where we want to go in this company, we've got to get better at hiring and understanding that people are going to leave us. And she knows this philosophy from my dad because I've shared it with her and we both agreed, all right, this is what we need to do. And as a company, we're super supportive of those people. So same thing with our interns. They're going to not be with us forever, but they will be in our lives forever, I hope. Because I really love these people and I see these young people and I think because I've sort of spotted the talented people and I gobble them up quickly and I I bring them into our organization and teach them good things and good skills. And so we just have such great core value alignment because they're learning our strong core values and it just makes us all better, which is great. Now I'm sure you're asking, okay, but in my photography business, what are these interns going to do? So let me give you some bullet points on what they can do for you. First is organization process analytics. Okay, we have one intern this summer who got her undergrad in two years and is going back for her master's. And I've known for years that she had talent. Her parents are entrepreneurs. She's a hard worker. Like she just gets it. And actually she was majoring in something else, medical. And I was thrilled to hear when she said she was changing her major to business. She just has a natural mind for business. And because she was raised by entrepreneurs, like isn't afraid to do whatever it takes to get the job done, right? Like I want people around me who are like, sure, if I need to do that today, I need to do that today. Like if we need to say, hey, everybody on the team is cleaning this closet today because we can't find things, like let's all do it, right? (laughs) Like somebody has to do it. But she's a different kind of thinker. And she was listening to our podcast and she said, well, hey, you know, there's a thing in Spotify where you can engage with your podcast listeners. And she asked us why we're not doing that. And we're like, well, we didn't even really know that was a thing because we listen to our podcast on Apple. Apple's the one that does the ratings that seem to matter the most right now and others may be doing it. But she asked us about that and we're like, hey, let's start doing that. We can engage with people. That is amazing. We can get their feedback. We love that. And so she's a thinker, right? So She's looking for processes. So in your photography business, right, you get a thinker and you have them help you automate. What do we do with our clients from the first conversation through the final, the the intake form where we're filling the, the things out about their family through the consultation where we find out what they like, what they don't like through their ordering appointment and checking off. Has the order been retouched? Has it been edited? Has it been ordered from the lab? Has it been packaged and framed? Like all of those types of things can come from a really great intern. Then number two, we have the creative video content type of person. This is Sammy, and this is the Petty Girls. Uh, We just took them to summer camp in Nashville where we had our event, and 
we needed content. We need B-roll for later, which is just extra video footage of all of us doing this fun stuff. But they're putting stuff on our social media, which attracts right? More photographers, but people also see what we're doing in our studio. These are young, creative, hungry, curious, eager to learn humans. And uh, it's really cool. And like I said, Sammy, you know, she started with us at 15 and she took this podcast with her to college. Since I know she's editing this, I'm really manifesting that she edits it for ever. <laughs> but again, that creative energy, it's just great. We didn't even have to talk to them. We just said, Hey, you guys run the back of the room, you know, make sure people have food, make sure at breaks, they have what they need. Make sure when they get here, they have all of their name tags and their swag and their fun stuff. And they did amazing and they got video and they uploaded all day. It was, it was fantastic. Also number three, creative studio sets. This is fantastic. And this person could also be an assistant on your sessions. We had an intern years ago named Maggie and she was a young college kid. And oh my gosh, the things she did for us, she painted a door and we saved it. It's in my basement here at my studio because it was so cool. We took it with us from my last studio and she painted it with all these words. It was amazing. She made things, she made backgrounds out of tissue. You know how you can make those tissue flowers? Just Google it. She pinned them up on a whole wall. We threw it out of focus and we had this awesome, awesome background. But she was fun and energetic and she would pull session ideas, posing ideas. She just brought that, oh, just fantastic energy and bringing backdrop ideas that nobody else has. That's cool. And she could do that on a very part-time. So if you find that girl maybe who's super into fashion or guy, but always blinging herself out with interesting things, she could totally do that. And then for social media, we had Marley who wrote social media posts for me every day. I would make audio recordings of them and then she would put them into words and do the posting. And she did this for several years and she took that to college with her and did it remotely, which was fantastic. So gosh, these young people grow up with social media in the palm of their hand. They can help you, right? Just that little bit that you need to have out there to stay really relevant in your market. So I really want you to ask yourself, what does this mean for you and how important is this podcast to you? You're still listening and I hope you're still thinking about, gosh, how could I add some of this young energy into my world? Their ideas, their, all of it, all of it that they bring. And I want you to think about who's influencing your style, your taste, your trends in fashion, right? If everyone you're hanging out with is 70 and above, no offense, my mom is my best friend and she's in her eighties and she's pretty cool and hip, but I'm telling you, she's not in touch with trends as much as the 15-year-olds and the 25-year-olds. It's just a totally different thing. So make sure you are hanging out with some of those young people. And when it comes to, I don't know, business and your impact on the world, I treasure these relationships right? I just treasure it. And I hope it gives as much to the young people as it does to me. Like on holidays, when these young people come back to town, I love it when they reach out and say, Hey, can we go to lunch? And they know I'm treating. <laughs> Why not? And Andrea and I love going out with them and hearing their stories. And we share resources like what, what other podcasts are they listening to? Or what speakers have they heard? Or what books did they have to read in college? Or what conversations have they had with their friends that are in interesting? And 
What's cool because of this overlap, many of them have bonded with each other. The 15-year-old met the 22-year-old when one was coming in the door and one was going out the door and they've bonded and built a relationship. So for these young people, which I love that my kids, all three of them are in that same age group, it gives them sort of their own back pocket. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to episode seven, where I explain front pocket and back pocket. And your back pocket is those people who support you, right? Who get business, who are learning the same things and a mentor who's where you want to be. Because most people in your life aren't going to be that risk-taking and that supportive when you start having success, right? And I know these young people are more than likely going to be more successful than the average bear and they need a support system outside of their friend group. So... This is great because it gives them that network as we move into the future. And really, I hope that when I'm old, which by the way, I do not consider myself old yet. My kids might. (laughs) But when I'm like really old yet still very healthy, I can watch these young humans thriving in their careers right? Whether they're women or men and they're networking and they're growing each other and who knows, maybe they'll be partners with each other or my kiddos or maybe even hire my grandkids. Hopefully like back to the future, my grandkids turn out okay. (laughs) But what a cool world that would be. And even if none of that happens, I am getting so much from being around these young people, their energy and the curiosity and just how it makes me feel when I get to to empower them and they empower me. It's just great. So I hope this has inspired you to go out there and pour into young people. I'm telling you, when you start hanging out with them, the cream rises to the top, right? And you get around one, because I've had some approach me, right? Because now they're like, whoa, these guys are getting some really cool opportunities. And after talking with them for a few minutes, I realized they're not a cultural fit. They've just said negative things about four people and rolled their eyes and had some behaviors that like, I just don't have tolerance for. And so I'm super nice. I'm like, hey, I wish you well. But it's like, I'm telling you, when you start hanging out with these young people, and I don't mean having them over, but like you're you're supporting their, you know, their activities. And of course, this should go without saying, but you don't need to be hanging out with these young adults one-on-one. They should always be in groups, but you're supporting their their scholastic bowl and doing the poster or their cheer team or their volleyball team or what the heck ever it is. When you start hanging out with them, the cream will rise to the top. And I promise you, if you're putting your best self out there and you're lifting them up and you're being empowering, they will be attracted to you and want to work with you and learn from you. And I really believe that, yes, we teach how to make money here in my company and and that's what we do. But I believe that it's about having meaning and impact and building a life that brings out our best self. And I think filling it with people who bring us joy is a big step in that direction. I always say I built a business so I can do cool things with cool people. That must be why you're here too. No doubt about that. So keep going, keep leading, and so many great things are going to come into your life. I promise it. Hey, hey, one of the most exciting things is seeing you grow your photography business. So if you've had any ahas when you listen to this episode, let me know. Take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram at sarah.petty. It helps me create more episodes like this that truly make a difference for your business. Plus, I love connecting with you from behind the mic. Remember, friend, you're worth every penny.